All right. You down that shake, eh? Oh, bro. I, I Welcome to the Don't too. Be Sorry podcast. Are you going? Are you? What? Tell me when we're live. We're live, my friend. Got my side water here. Do you give side water to all the guests? Or Raph just your had a boy? side water yesterday. He had yeah. a nice side water. Yeah. He. Um, mm, that's nice. Tap water. That's tap, buddy. That's nice. Yeah. Toronto tap. Toronto see, tap's nice. Okay, so see this mechanism I got here? I do. This was $89.99. Okay. And it's just a USB mixer, basically. And I can adjust the volume and fade in and out. So one option I could have was have split to audio and pan in and out of each channel. Yeah. And then had it separate, but it's weird. I like So you would have to automatically separate when separate people are talking? Like... Or sorry, manual, you'd have to separate that? Um, it sounds like a more archaic version of just having separate channels. Well, you could have like a Scarlet, which is uh, a way more advanced thing. And I could just... A Scarlet? It's like a Ooh. it's like a little channel mixer. That's This thing's got 14 knobs, bro. You tell me you can't mix a fucking channel. You got, none of those 14 knobs will mix a channel? It's <laughs> not about the knobs. It's, there's so many knobs. The camera can't see it, but there's a lot of knobs. Okay, I'm realizing something about the knobs here. What have you learned about the knobs? I feel like I'm a scientist with this thing, you know what Bro, I'm saying? Bro, man, you're just missing a lab coat. You'd, I'd be like, yo, there's a man at work here. There's a man learning about knobs here. <laughs> the shit's difficult. I think you actually just, it was all default nice and set perfect. And you're just no, out the box, it, all it, is just, it is just one line. They're all in one line. Yeah, that's the, the most default. From what oh, I understand, that's not what I my mean. very little understanding of sound, recording and engineering and all that shit, the what closest it is to recreating the original sound, like flatline without having to adjust any frequencies, is the most real version of that sound. Like, if you have a, a method to record the sound and play it where you don't have to make any adjustments and it plays true, that's like the ideal level. You don't think I know the sound here? You don't Bro, think I got an ear for this? Look, I'm, I know I'm at your house. I don't want to insult you. I know you're Italian. You take that kind of stuff very seriously. But I'm just yeah. telling you, you got 14 fucking knobs. So we got problems. <laughs> so same. You obviously didn't prep with the fucking mixer, bro. Learn the mixer. You got a beat. You got a beat <laughs> drink on a side water. I don't want to sound ungrateful. You've, you, that's amazing. two separate beverages. One of them was... Quite, uh, it was interesting, bro. It's eight ingredients. If in you're there. watching this on YouTube, the amount of drinks that are happening, <laughs> <laughs> they know uh, that at least the people know we're hydrated, right? At least they I can rest that. assured that no one is parched. I love hydration, oh, dude. I'm actually all about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this one rapper has a song called Drink Water. I'm like, fuck you, okay? <laughs> I'm also an adult. How does it go? He goes, I just want to uh, get this in because I put drink the more water. With the protein, and you got to get that fast. Once you mix the protein up, you know what? I'm of the mindset like if you grab a whole bunch of healthy things and blend them, they're gonna be good. But who knows? Maybe some of that shit's canceling each other out. Like nutritionally, no. you don't know that. There's one of get it's acidic, of some of it's basic. Maybe we don't know that shit. Where's your lab coat, bro? You don't Listen, know that shit. Let me tell you something. You don't even know about the mixer. Beets, <laughs> complex carbohydrate. Yeah, amazing. Complex, complex. Give it a Amazing. Okay? The best. Second. Yeah. Lettuce. Red leaf. 
Beautiful. Collagen powder for the joints. Protein. I got some chia, some flax, some turmeric. I saw it at the bottom there. Some turmeric. And and water and blueberries. That those have antioxidants, from what I understand. Kiwis got the most. The most. Oh yeah, you ever I looked ate inside a, couple a kiwi? Kiwis a little, a couple days. Every every day I eat a couple of days kiwis. <laughs> you eat them, <laughs> these guys buy bushels of fucking kiwis, man. I Who moves that lettuce, kind of kiwi? Like apples. You got a phone call? Your buff. Oh, I can't take this thing in, bro. Is that girlfriend? No, bro. It was fucking Sheldrick. <laughs> call him back later. He's like, help, help, motherfucker, help. My dog, my dog. (laughs) They're coming to get me. Yo, you're literally double fisting random beverages at this point. What are you doing? You're flexing to the camera. You see this guy? He's just knocking these beverages back. How do you feel? Energized? Good? I haven't eaten today, so I need this. How's my shit going to look after this? What, your poop? Yeah. Possibly red. This look like this could do weird things. Possibly red. Yeah, possibly red. Uh, That's it, but it'll be all... Oh, and honestly... Not even to gross you out. It's going to slide out of your ass. Yeah. How's that oh, grossing me out? That's how it my, should be, no, bro. Like, like, like beautifully. That, that means your system is lubricated. You're healthy. Look at how beautiful this view is. You're living. If I could shit with this view, oh, man. That would be life. That would be life. That would be life, man. Oh, brother. Have you ever been in a car accident, bro? Yes. This? I've been struck by a vehicle. Okay, so you dealt with the, bro, insurance companies, it's crazy when you deal with them. I did not deal with that. Okay, you're lucky, man. These people, they don't even try to hide the fact that they're scamming you. It's such a scam, it's crazy. How much money, okay, so uh, what, let's tell them about this. Well, I got into a car accident, and after, like, not at fault, lady comes out of nowhere, smashes me, it's deemed on site that she's at fault. On the way to the collision center, I'm calling insurance, and they're like, Answer these following questions for us to assess the degree of damage. I'm like, okay. I answer some questions. They're like, all right, uh, based on your answers, we've deemed your car non-repairable. I'm like, okay. Like, I need a, a rental. Like, I'm, on, I'm getting towed over there. Like, where's my rental at? I have the coverage, right? They, this is what they say. They go, well, the moment your car was deemed non-repairable, your coverage is no longer active. Which is kind of like saying, which is like robbery, bro. Yeah. That's being, that's like saying, you know, like, give me your wallet, but you can keep the loose change in your pocket. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, they told me I paid for the coverage, but they said, because of the answers you just said, your car, we can't fix it. And based as of this moment, we can't give you a rental. Uh, You know why this hits home for me? Why? Because my father works in insurance. Okay. And he, I got my insurance license and everybody talks about it like this. And it's like, oh, I can't help. I can't help but agree with that. Like, okay, so you pay for the coverage, but there's this like final thing that has to happen for an exchange. And it's very sensitive and uh, subject to. Well, what the, what the, the general idea of the policy is this. In the event that you get into an accident, the time that the car is being assessed, uh, quoted, fixed, they provide you with a rental. That's what the coverage is. But if the car is deemed non-repairable, then there is no fixing process. That means as of this moment, we no longer have to give you anything. Then they go like this. Then they go, but to extend you a gesture of customer service, we're going to provide you with five days 
of rental coverage on us. Yeah. Like they just do a power switch where they fuck you and they make you feel like they're doing you a favor when they really, they just lied through their teeth. Right. But you did that. You did that little, uh, move with the, where you left your car, right? Yeah. So this is, if you're listening to this, this is what, this is how insurance works. Okay. There, when you get into an accident, they tow your car to the to the reporting center, and you go there and you make your report, you do all that stuff, right? And then what they want to do, the reporting center, you get one, your car gets to stay there for twenty four hours. No one pays for that. After that, they start charging you, right? It costs money. There's storage fees. So what insurance is going to do is they're going to come and pick up the car and they're going to take it to their lot, their lot that. Uh, they are in pocket with the business such that they don't have to pay for storage. Yeah. So they take your busted car, they, they put it in their lot. They're not paying anything. And in that time, you guys are going back and forth trying to agree what oh, is money. a fair price for your car. And the owners, so you, you negotiate I, I, when this happens, it's not necessarily that you get a value of the car. You're just negotiating. You're money. negotiating. They go based on That's what weird. we've seen online. And I'll talk about that in a second, but what you got to do is this, that negotiation it, you're, is not going to be in your favor if they tow your car to their storage free facility. Okay. So you must tow your car to the body shop of your choosing an independent body shop. So if you're ever in the situation, you find the near the closest body shop and you tow their car there. So you're not obligated. Uh, no, at all. you have, they, you're afforded that ability to take your car to your preferred body shop. Interesting. So what you do is you take it to some random body shop. Cause that body shop is going to charge insurance $60 a day or $80 a day to store your car. And now they want to wrap your case up as soon as possible because they're being charged that. If you keep it on their storage free, uh, storage free lot, yeah. the thing takes forever. They're not. It's there's no there's no cost incurred on their end. So they'll be like, "We think your car's worth five Gs," and you're like, "No, look at all these ads saying it's worth seventy five hundred. Like, no, we think five is fair. So they're trying to give you five grand. No, oh no, I got what's fair for my car because I took it oh, to an independent it lot. They were getting billed a hundred bucks a day. They were like, if uh, if they they called me to try to scare me, right? They're like, uh, uh, what you need to do is, is go and release your car uh, to us. A, a, a insurance tow truck it will be there to grab the car. Uh, just release it to us. And like, I don't know, but they already explained to me. And they did it quick. They explained to me like the, the independent shop that I towed my car to. They want me to have the car there because they make money, right? So they tell me the truth. They're like, look, put your car here. You'll be able to haggle them a lot harder. Yeah. We're going to be billing them. You're not going to pay a dollar, but we're going to bill them hard. Okay? So in that uh, couple of days, you just go hard. Boom, boom, boom. They want... Spank them. Yeah. Back and forth. Boom, boom, boom. And whatever they tell you first, they're going to lowball you. Always make sure. They're always going to tell you your car is worth like way less than it's actually worth. Because what they do is they go on like a car buying website they sort out all the listings. They look at the cheapest three and say, look at these three we found. Based on our average of these three, this is your market value. And then right. you got to go and do the same thing but pull the highest three yeah. and try to land in the middle. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I did. And how much did you get at the end? Bro, at, at the beginning, they wanted, they wanted to give me 5500 last Thursday. And I, I put the car in the independent lot so they're being charged every day. I sent them another couple of listings. I'm like, no, this is what it's worth. 
And they're like, okay, this is our final thing. If you do not accept this, you're gonna have to go get your own appraiser. They like scare me, but they gave me eighty five hundred. All I did was re- do a rebuttal, three extra thousand dollars, wow. just because of an email rebuttal. So they're gonna lowball you. Yeah. So know that if yeah, you're in that good. situation, Smart. you have to look at the whole market spectrum of prices. Otherwise, it's not fair. They're fucking you. I think you just ruined any chance I'm ever gonna have at uh, car insurance sponsorship on the podcast, but. As long as the viewers know that there's a there's a better way out there, you know, I think that uh, that's so the idea. That people are gonna learn insurance whistleblowers listening to this. Yeah, sending links in the yeah. insurance network like watch this. So minute three, did you pick? A they're car? on to. Did you pick a car you're gonna buy? I'm getting the exact same car again. Different year. The exact same year. What? Uh, you know what? I could get a different year. Yeah. Yeah. Get a better they're year. Model they're, they're, they're model years. They're they're model year families. Five years for the Jetta, the diesel Jetta. It's a great car, bro. I learned it. I was fixing shit, and I don't want to learn another car. You know. So what year is yours? 2013, right? Mine's 2011. 2011. Mine's a 2011, but check it out. Uh, the M- It's called the MK6 family, which goes from 2011 to 20 or 2010 to 2014. So any of those four year ranges, all the part and. All the stuff I learned about maintenance on this car is going to be identical. Nice. And even if you go a mile a year above or below it, for the it's most the part, they do, they change it. They improve everything a little bit every year. Nice. Yeah. That's so just trying to find the same car and just get back to my fucking life, bro. It's such a wrench in your whole life when you get into an accident. When you got into an accident with your car, I was not surprised that that car, something was up with that car. There was like a, there's like four months where you're like, oh yeah, the brakes, the fucking alternator, the fucking everything. It was like, insane. you know, you're fucking up my case right now. <laughs> I'm just telling you like, no, the, dude, the car was shit. fine. Everything. Dude, that's really what pisses me off. I was well, you were telling me so much have... money. Yeah. In the car, in the three months following up to this fucking total, I replaced yeah, the, total. all the strut assemblies. I just replaced the clutch. I replaced all these like fundamental components, and then some lady just smashes into my car. Oh. There you go, right? It's that's the lesson. Com- You're never really in control. That's right? comedy, baby. <laughs> that uh, okay? So a boss and uh, is a stand-up comedian. This is a podcast. Uh, we uh, talk. This shit. By the way, house I am comedy. I am sorry. How, how <laughs> I am sorry. House comedy. House comedy? Yeah. It's very good, man. I had an amazing conversation with uh, Paul Thompson yesterday, another uh, killer comic. What a here. beautiful dude, man. Paul Thompson. I fucking love soul that dude. And he's a good looking man. Oh, he's yeah. awesome. And soul wise, this no, guy. His soul is amazing. That's what I mean. He's a beautiful dude. But he's been in the game so long. Yeah. Uh, he's just got so much comedy wisdom. And it's like when you talk to him, you remember how long he's actually been doing it for. He gets it. He made some great points, and he totally understood a situation I was in. I told him how I went uh, up north yeah. with um, Peter White and Dylan Gott, some other uh, headliners in the um, Canadian headliners. And uh, I went up north, five hours north of Toronto, into a small boating community, mostly retired people. And those guys are double headlining. They're each doing 30 minutes, and I'm emceeing the show. And I bomb really hard on this show, okay? It's just like, it's weird. And the whole time I'm doing this thing, there's no black people. (laughs) There's no black people there. But in my mind, for some reason, I was like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to just stick to the race stuff because that's what they expect. I I had it way off. 
I was like trying to, I was swinging, hammering them with these smart, thoughtful jokes where all they wanted was for me to acknowledge the fact that there was no other black people there and that I'm the only black. You stayed away that, from it entirely. Like I did some, I didn't even really address it at, at all. At I all. thought, I thought this is like, what I, I thought this is like what they, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I was way off on the idea. Like I was way off on what I thought would have been Do you feel good. black? I do. Of course, I feel. I'm, I am black. I feel black. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because but in a room, I, I didn't. The blackest feel... thing in the world is when a black dude's in a room and there's only black dudes, and then there's the black dudes in a room and there's no black dudes at all. They S- say that shit. There's some environments. all the time. There's some environments where you don't want to be like, damn, there's no other black people here right now. You know? Were they aggressive whites? No, they weren't. But I was of the mindset for some reason, like, yo, I'm out here. Yeah, I'm in the boonies. I'm gonna test out to make sure my material kills out here in the boonies. So make sure it's not just Toronto material, okay? Fair. So I was so in this like mission of testing out to make sure that my material hits that I never took the moment to address that this was a white fucking place. <laughs> and like, and and, I, and after, and I was telling Paul like, because I I was driving home. It's a five hour drive. I was driving back with those the headliners, and I'm like, and I told them what happened, and they're like, bro. All they want is for you to acknowledge that. That's yeah. all they want. Yeah. What, and then I, and they made me realize I had it totally backward, right? Yeah. And then I, so I'm talking to Paul Thompson. He's like, man, in the problem, he's like, the problem with that is comics in Toronto, when you're a, a, a um, an audience in Toronto, they're always trying to guess three steps ahead of your joke. They're like, okay, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know where you're going with that, right? But so you got to do all these bits so they don't see what's happening. But in the boonies, when you go out, people aren't doing that. People think what you're going to say, and all they want is for you to say it. Yeah. So he's like, you can dumb it down with the lack of better words. You can ease off to trying to be so fucking original and witty and this and that and just have fucking fun. Out there, they're coming out to laugh. They're not trying to be three steps ahead of you. They're like, oh, he's going to say it. Oh, ha, ha, he said it kind of thing. Like I He had- said, if anything, go like... Base level, like, go for the low-hanging fruits for the first three minutes of your set. Get them on board and then hit them with the smart stuff. For the, So they're like, yo, this guy's original too. That I'm happens like, in Kitchener. When you do Kitchener, it's like... I that. went to school there, so I got a lot of good material for that area. I went to school in that area. And when you do that show at Black Ball, yeah, it's exactly like favorites. that. Like, you can hammer them with shit. Like, I, yeah. I watched Jesse sing. Yeah murder once man and it was just like he's a killer man he was just like just like oh it was just easy for oh him. dude and he was just Jesse's a killer. the way he was putting his shit together it wasn't it was it was kind of to that vein where he's like yeah he's the only brown dude really there and there's a bunch of white people but they're paying attention and exactly that they're not trying to think f- four steps ahead Toronto's tough too because when we get an audience which is rare in these weird little spots we do shows. We don't get, yeah. It's so watered down. There's a show at every third yeah. venue. Yeah. Uh, it's annoying. I wish people like... Um, When's the next plus time? November 7th. When does this come out? When's this come out? Yeah. Oh, God. I th- I probably... Okay, uh, I'm not going to put that pressure on you, right? I have no idea. Like, you got to figure out these fucking four knobs Yeah, I got, first, I got 30 14, knobs. 14. I got more knobs for the coming out. Yeah. There's more. I got actually more oh, knobs on the way. Oh, my God. When I do the knobs for the actual show, it's so many knobs. You're the knob guy. I'm the knob guy. You're the knob guy. 
Uh, November 7th is the next plus time. So I if you listen decided. to this in Toronto, if this is, uh, you know, if it's before November 7th, Free Times Cafe, 320 College. It's like Spadina and College, 830. It's a monthly comedy show with myself and Max Sheldrick. It's a great show. It's a great show. We've been running it in a year and a half. Come through. Great comics in the city, all that stuff. I wasn't, that wasn't like a, hey, plug the fuck out of the show thing I wanted you to do. I'm just saying. Wow. I was just Threw excited. Threw me under the bus like that. I too. love the show. I'm going to be supporting the show for the rest of my life. I'm just telling you. Well, it's not going to be running that long. Take it easy, bro. The rest of your life. God no. damn, that's a lot of pressure, bro. They're saying anything related to plus time, just, I'm supporting. Oh, you're talking about comedy in You, general. whatever it That's is. my boy, man. It's all love right here, bro. Let's get Hydration, it, Hydration, We're out here getting into car okay. accidents, you were talking delivering about, cookies. Okay. Do you want to hear my car accident story? Yeah, absolutely. I got hit by a vehicle, my body. I was working at Walmart. I go uh, Northern Avenue, and I get out of the back of my buddy's truck. It's a lifted vehicle. And I go around the back of it, and I see a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time. So I'm gonna run. So they don't see you in a lifted truck. I get it. I'm, I'm just gonna like run like behind them, right? Like uh, to go see them. Let's say what's up. And as soon as I step out, my brain tells my body, "You're about to be hit by a vehicle." So I get my left leg jumps, and I ragdoll like on the vehicle. Actually, yeah. And hit you going like how fast? It's about sixty. Wow. And I and I took off the side mirror and I was in the air and I landed on my neck and my feet were straight out. Oh. And uh, I was fine. I got up. I was fine. I did $2,500 in damage with, to, the, uh, to the car with my body. Actually? My body. You didn't sue? Okay. Was it your fault? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. 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 okay listen to this. So I go. I wasn't living with my parents at the time. I wasn't living with my mom. Yeah. So I go to my, uh, my parents' house because my mom calls me. She's like, the cops are here and you need to be here. Okay, you need to get here now. So I'm like, okay, uh, whatever. And I wasn't really cool with my parents at the time. So I was trying to be like a rebel. I was like, I don't need to be there. But I knew I just got hit. There was something weird if the cops were there. So I go there and there's like coffee and there's like, and there's, and there's beautiful uh, treats out for these police. Yeah. yeah. And they're all That's eating hilarious. and they're laughing like. And the first thing my dad says is, he's like, oh, my God, we thought you died. And I was like, you get a whole full spread here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Look at that baby photo. If I shit. died, it's like, at least you, you already ate as if it's the wake. Mourn a little bit, you know? You know? So I get there, and the cops are, like, uh, talking to me a little bit, asking me a couple questions about how the whole thing happened. Tell them the story. And as it added to the story that you didn't know, we were going to a house party right around the corner. So two guys came out of their house and they were like, oh, my God, man, that was crazy. Uh, that was like on Jackass or something. And I was like, uh, oh, wow. He's like, you need to go to the hospital? He's like, no, I need to. I was smoking at the time. Yeah. I was like, and I need a cigarette. Jesus, lifted truck smoking? What were you, what was the part of this? Uh, my buddy, life? We, we worked at Walmart. We just worked. My buddy had money. He was living with the his whole grandparents. Life, this is a whole different lifestyle. Oh, huh? man. Cigarettes and lifted Chevy. I was Chevys? a different man. I was a different man back then. So they thought you were fucked up. So a whole crowd of people came because we were at a party. Yeah. So I met the cops and they're like, we're not going to charge you. And my parents go, what do you mean you're, you're not going to charge them? Like not in saying you're going to charge them, in yeah. saying, what do you mean you're even charging them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're saying with jaywalking, because unfortunately, no matter what the situation is. However, the guy that hit me, his last name was Polarchio. I, I knew his buddy, his Polish. cousin. No, it's Italian. Italian. His cousin, I know well. 
I was okay. buddies with him and I worked for, I think somebody from Paisanos might be related to Polarchio and I was working for these guys and making sandwiches and shit. Okay. And this is back at a time where, where I was a little younger. So it was like, don't want to get too fucked. If I get this on my record, it's kind of weird and shit. So they didn't, didn't charge me, but it was $2,500 damage with my body. If you were living in the States, you would have, I would have, you would have sued. You could have sued. Even the fact that mm. you jaywalked and got charged for it, you'd be like, charge me for it. Also, get me an ambulance. That's oh, what I would my say. God. Oh, also, call me an ambulance, by the way, and take record that I would have got, <laughs> got 40 grand. I have a stinging pain in my fucking neck. And I would have got 40 grand. But you don't know. Like, it's always different. Like, I would have got 400 grand. No, for sure not. I would have got 4.4 million grand. Come on. Telling me I'm not going to get big Bro, money for that? Sue you. you heard all those crazy stories in the States where like robbers, oh, thieves will break through the uh, ceiling glass and yeah. like fall and sue the place. How, I, what's the lawsuit even like? Uh, you know, you don't have like correct signage what, around the window up there. Like what bullshit. law do you go to? Like uh, I broke, I'm a shit fucker and I wanted to, you That's know? what I'm saying. It's like the letter of the law it can just be fucking... Lawyers, bro, they just play it. They write it like uh, I can't, like tracks. It's like I can't even describe it. It's like they just play it. The well, letter of the law is up for like subjective interpretation. Yeah. If you have your lawyers good enough, they can find you gaps in any sort of like litigation to like make you a victim. And it's yeah. not uh, past any, what's it called? Um, doubt, shadow of doubt to like a jury. It's it's a game though. Like if you know the rules better than somebody else, and you're just playing chess with people's lives. Like these attorneys are just playing chess with people's lives. But at the end of the they're day, they're nice people. But they want to get paid, so they they need to perform. Oh yeah, know, up to par with what they promised you, right? Yeah. So it's a business at the end of the day. Either exactly. Way. That's all that's, that's fucking comes up. down to money, man. I, yeah. Bro, when I called the insurance, they weren't even like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry to hear you've been in that. I hope everything is fine." Uh, if you did it, they were just like. Okay, sir, what's your phone number? <laughs> I'm going to ask you a few questions to confirm the wow. validity of your security, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus, it's the cold as fuck. This is the claims department, too. Yeah. They don't have a script or some shit. But like, they're not really there to give a fuck about you. They're there to pay based on your life, which is funny because you're thinking, like, back in the 50s, you get in that accident. They're going to your house. Yeah, yeah, everybody would die. It's like Burr was saying. They're going it's to like, your career. Yeah. The engine is in your chest. Your whole family dies. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, why did they only save me? Dude, <laughs> back in the day, it was like, you fucking cars were made out of steel. They did not buckle. So everybody in the cabin absorbed all of the fucking momentum and just like flew around and died in there. There's a part, there's a point where in open mics, like right in the beginning, like I'm still, I'm still doing open mics, but uh, uh, right in the beginning. No, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't want that to sound like I'm like, oh, yeah, in the beginning when I was doing open mics, uh, a lot of, there was this theme, people were like, oh, if I could go back in time, and the I irony of that was I brought one of my buddies with me, and uh, he's a black dude from okay. Trinidad, and he goes... To that open mic? No, just to a mic once. Okay. And this dude did a bit about going back in time, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like... You, know, you don't want to go back in time, period, unless you got a hilarious bit about something where you make something funny. But like, other than like, oh, I'd love to go back in time to do it. It's like, fuck, shut the, shut the fuck. Like your buddy hated shut the, the, pre the premise 
of going back in time at all. Being well, just the way the he stage. was talking about it. He's like, he put himself in a time that was in slavery and tried to like heighten what was already heightened. It was just, oh, okay. He just did it poorly. Yes. Yeah. But I remember that this was a thing that happened. It was happening. Like every mic I'd go to, there was somebody that would do a bit about going back in time. Hmm. You remember when I first started, I did a bit. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I did a bit about, uh, like slaves seeing like their masters, like one slave overseeing his master take a piss and then runs over to another slave. Like, yo, I just, <laughs> his dick's tiny. We could take him. <laughs> you know? And like mustering them all up like that. But I got off stage and Tony Sparks, who's like the uh, godfather of San Francisco comedy. He's like, why always young black comics try to do slavery jokes. <laughs> Apparently, that's a thing for yeah. young black comics. We all try to do fucking slavery. Ezra shit. has a bit about that. That's funny. That's fucking funny. Yeah, his, his bit's funny as shit. Right now, he has it. Yeah. Yeah, master. Master. That's just master. Master. That's just master. That's my boy. Ezra's getting good. Silly. He's getting so good so fast. It's amazing to see. Silly motherfucker. I love that guy. So funny. That guy is just like 100%. You can be like, you just need to. Um, get better at creating this you're off stage the closer that gets to who you are on stage the like you're off stage oh, you'd be a killer that's comedian. all patrice talked about like bill burr bill burr said the same thing bill burr started with uh writing 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 and not that you shouldn't write but it's like write 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 and then you get your product patrice says you have the essence of what's funny you get what you want to say across Perform it like you can fuck with it. You can. It's elastic. You can fold it, bend it, like change when, it. When you watch Elephant in the Room, you could even tell oh, that, like man. if they shot two or three of them, they'd all be so different. Just the way he does these pauses, I feel like these are very that like look at, that like how like, ah, he does those like ah, ah, looking like over he, the ocean. <laughs> how long they look for that that football team? He's like, ah, they yeah. look for like a day, uh, like eight, eight hours, minutes. They just go out to the uh, yeah, like ah. The shoreline, like, mm, I don't see him. That's funny. So good, dude. And that, and that, like, I would have loved to have seen, Mark and I talk about this all the time, is, oh, would have seen him now, like, what Patrice would be talking about. Because there's so much stuff you can't talk about. I feel like you could talk about everything. That's what the Chappelle special kind of showed us. But there's words you shouldn't really, say. Yeah. And that's, if, that's what I mean. I'm not saying stuff you can't talk about in terms of subject matter, but I've had a conversation with a lot of people that were off put by some stuff and uh, they've made you good points. You can say anything you want they've made if, good you, points. If, if it's like you justify saying it. They've made good, they've made good points. Like the joke about, uh, uh, how was my weekend? Michael Jackson sucked my dick. <laughs> Is uh, like, that's so funny to me. And... I understand the point of view that was brought out uh, in terms of it being like offensive. You're like reversing the victimization. You're making fun of the kid. Like I didn't think that was bad at all. See, I realized I that thought when he was when he yelled, <laughs> like that, that too was, though. That that was I died laughing the but way he I'm said so it. But I'm like desensitized to that stuff where it actually is offensive though. But that's a big no no on stage these days, bro. What, desensitized how? That's one of those words because like, I don't got to have a reason. I have no for feelings about it. it. When it when I when it happens, I literally across my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, 
nothing happens. Where I talked to somebody that was like, so I that, felt disgusted. Yeah, so that you brushed right off you. Oh but, man, but but but, but 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 I don't even feel it. When he was like, Michael Jackson sucked my dick. That's when you were like, oh, he's gonna get into. No, I didn't even think that. I was just like, I. If you had asked me where he was gonna get in trouble, yeah, I have no gauge of it because I'm. Very, That's what I'm saying. I th- I thought it would have been with that. I'm desensitized to that. Like I'm very like. Especially as a comedian, because what makes me laugh is so in the moment. Like, I can laugh at anything. Even good shit. Even clean, good. Like, it doesn't have to be dirty. It doesn't have to be anything. It just has no, to be but funny. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it's funny, it's funny. It really goes to show you, like, he, he almost, uh, he really captured that mid-2000s Dave Chappelle. Yes. It's almost like he got back into the spirit and energy of his, like, 10-year younger self. You know what is interesting about the material as well? I've watched a lot. I went back and watched a lot of other shit. It's, uh, he says a lot of that stuff a lot. He says, like, Michael Jackson with the kids. He talks about R. Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's touched on all of those before. things. He, he, and even if you look at Burr, Burr talks a lot about, uh, you know, the population, men versus, men versus women, the population, his wife, he's the problem, anger. his anger, the dog the guy. That's your voice. I like know. It, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying like after a while you realize like that hour of comedy, it, it becomes really the same thing. You're growing all the time. Like it's kind of the same joke. You evolve in a sense. Yeah. In a sense, in a sense, because it's like, it's like, yo, I have issues with anger. Listen to my special in thirties. In your third, when you're thirty-five, that special you drop. You're like, this is my anger at thirty-five. Joke, 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 joke. And now you do the same another special at forty-two. You, that's a different part of your life. That's even yeah. though you can talk about your anger, but you're at a different stage of your life. Your kids are older, everything like that. So even though you address anger, it's where you're at with your life now. You know, after that special, or just like looking at it from a different point of view. This, the topic and the theme is still anger or race in Chappelle's black versus white race issues, um, uh, hypocrite government. Those are like the recurring themes of Chappelle's comedy. And he makes it so powerful. He's so funny. Black celebrities. Those yeah. are his recurring themes. And he touches on them always pretty much. Always. But it's always new content though. It's always new. It's a new point of view. It's weird that Chappelle and he takes wasn't the, the newest one that pointed out Cosby. You know what I mean? It was Hannibal, right? Hannibal, yeah, it's yeah. weird that it wasn't Chappelle. But Chappelle was saying how like everyone in the industry knew. Because Cosby, bro. Yeah, Chappelle grew up with Cosby the way we grew up with Chappelle. Yeah. If we found out in the industry, like on the but, low, low, Chappelle was... But different. Like the way, the image, Cosby's image for those guys. Even no, At this point, I don't know how could like... Cosby was revered in a way I actually don't... I can't even say I understand because I only can look at him now. Have you watched it? I didn't grow up with him. Uh, you- yeah, like on YouTube, I'll, uh, I'll go to understand the Pudding Pop and all that. It's pretty It's pretty uh, unique. It's pretty ad- uh, progressive for that time. Definitely the most progressive for that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he set the way for like these black shows pretty much. He time. has no respect for the microphone in his hand at all. He He's just like, I hate... He's almost like, I hate this thing. Like, Why does he even have the mic? Like, it's so... He like holds it down here. He holds it up here. Like it's everywhere. It's hilarious. The microphone. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. like during his performance. During his performances, it's like he, the microphone. I never yeah, I, I watch a lot of what people do with the mic when they uh, are on stage, and how they use it, and the way he uses it is incredible. It's like it's a toy almost. So the audio get fucked up. No, it's so consistent. It's weird. It's like. 
Does he have like a, a mini one? I don't know what's going on there, but uh, yeah, he's, he, there's this one where he tells this story where I, about you know being a uh, being a child or whatever, and he's got the microphone <laughs> right at his knee. Yeah, and I'm like, how? And he's amplifying. He's like, oh, and he's doing his voice and shit, and it's like so crisp and feels so natural. Like, how can you be tense as an audience member when the guy's got the microphone on his knee? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It, the master of that kind of setting the uh, a room at ease and like the energy of a room and shit like that. Yeah. That's like high level masters, dude. They just take the energy of a room and they just become the captains of it, you know? It's changing though, man. Like the hour is changing. The hour of comedy is like becoming like your red seal if you're a shit. Do you know what that is? If you're working in the bar industry? No, but I can imagine. It's almost like your uh, entertaining slash... It's like your diploma. It's like your resume. It's like your diploma. Your artistic yeah. resume. Yeah, yeah. Like, you like, know how to do This is why it. I don't like... This is why I think being against gay marriage is stupid. Like, yeah. you put all your stances on everything on it. Like, I think... Because we're like thought leaders. Some, like, comedians are... All of a sudden, they be, we're like thought leaders. Like. <sighs> it's hard when to I say we, of- I say that loosely, obviously. I'm talking about, like, the highest... The goats of the industry. The way, If you read a Vice article, you That's think... That's what I'm saying. Talking about Chappelle's special. But or, here's what I'm saying, like... Or Roseanne texting this. Oh comedy, my God, comedy is changing, man. Like people are. How many times? I was saying this the other day. If you're in a room in a cafe with 20 people, how many of them have watched an hour from beginning to end, no break? Probably, Probably close to zero. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. 100%. So you start to think about that for a second. It's That's like, the basis of all of Andrew Schultz's platform. It's the basis for him, but it's also the basis for how you learn comedy. And where, like the way it's performed like that, like, and then you start to think, I start to think about comedy, like you always perform in these small rooms, you're doing these clubs, you get really good in these clubs and you do these theaters and it completely changes the dynamic. It's like comedy kind of becomes the base for your career. It's like you're a comedian or you're an actor or you're, you know what I mean? But you can act under the bridge of comedy. You can do improv under the bridge of being an actor. You know what I mean? Having stand-up as the base is powerful. Is the best, without a doubt. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you can debate it otherwise. Like, I agree. Achieving professional biased, status, doing you know, like paying your dues, investing the years, building your craft. You know what I mean? Getting well, that's a why those guys workable act, and yeah. and then doing acting or anything that's gravy on top of that, and always having comedy as the like the standard revenue stream for you that you could flex whenever you need. Like I got to go out West for these three months. You know what I mean? I'm going to book whatever I can book because I want to either get my name out. Or I'm trying to save for something, whatever your reason is, you can get the work. You can't be like, okay, the next four months, uh, I need as many acting gigs as possible. It doesn't work like that. You know, yeah. you could just be open to it and get nothing. That's why you see like uh tall boys shouts out to tall boys. Those guys doing mics is because like they got a TV show. What the fuck they got to do mics for? It's because they're still aware that that muscle is money. Like that muscle's like exactly that layups. Have, yeah. Tim's always at the mics. Yeah. It's like layups. You got it. Yeah, you fooling yourself. Yeah, hundred percent fooling yourself. If you stop doing like if you're as serious about stand up and any other thing pops up in your life, you're really fooling yourself by thinking like. Oh, let me just hop part of this for a little bit. Unless obviously it's like <clears throat> some life circumstances, you know what I mean? Like some real shit. I think with anything you? though, like uh, my father tell, talk, talked to me about this a lot. He said that he had this momentum when he was younger with his business and he lost it because he went through a divorce. 
And after the divorce, it's just different. Like you become a different, you see things differently. You're motivated different. Half your things are, you know, this is like back when the ha- like those comedians would come out on stage like, ah, women are taking half Like that's the era my dad's from. So it's like, you know, to understand that in terms of like Kevin Hart, like this accident's going to set him back. You know, you take an injury, it's going to set you back. So who's going to come out with that show, Recovering with Heart? You know? It's oh my God. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm waiting for it. It's perfect, right? It's him doing physiotherapy and like a lot of cutscenes and stuff. The I think he slows in. right down. I think he, I think he changes. Oh, because he appreciates life. I think he's just like, what am, what more What's do it? I got to do? Yeah, exactly. I've already been. I almost it's died. like his joke. Ironically enough, it's like his joke from uh, Grown Little Man or Seriously Funny. I forget which special. I love Seriously Amazing. Funny. Both amazing. amazing. Grown Little Man and Seriously Funny. But when he goes like the big dude at the gym, he goes, why are you here? You're done. You won. Yeah, he, we're gonna, you get the phones at T-Mobile. <gasps> at T-Mobile. Hey, boss, I, know, I broke another one. You know what I mean? Like that bit. I, that's Kevin Hart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are awesome. now showing up like, bro. Like, I'm not saying stop doing comedy, but it's like, yo, like, after this car accident, he's already achieved mogul status, and like he has got such a big family. You're, like I think you actually may be right. He may shift his focus. He may into shift like his focus. Philanthropy, yeah, man. and like being with his family all the time. Does yeah. like one movie every two years or something, or he may go even harder. Yeah, but here's the other side of what Kevin I think has been setting himself up for is that CEO life where he sits at a desk, and what I mean sits at a desk, I mean I put that in air quotes. I mean like manages his money from a bird's eye view, not where he has to be so plugged yeah, into it. Yeah, he has to be actually physically president. And, and I guarantee you that skeleton is at least 80% of what he wants. Like, I know he wants to be a billionaire and be worth a billion dollars, but like... That's you, easy. The guy's like 39, 40. He's you can't gonna be, be a billionaire. He's going to be... I, you can't be talking about that and not have the plan, He's going to be a billionaire, bro. What is he like? I he's agree. got a third of a, a, a billion right now. He's yeah. 40. Yeah, of course he's going to be a billionaire. Like that's, that's just a, give it a 12 year guarantee in the next 12 years, if not in the next five, but like that's well, just, just shocking for an actor, man. Like we, we, you're an actor, but you're also a comedian, he but he's sponsored by, first, I, don't think. I know, no, but I know, but you're sponsored by Nike. Like Kevin's the most dynamic thing there is without a doubt, man. Cause he just embraces that positive mentality and he'll come out. Even okay, so surround yourself. He's got a sick team. Say comedy changes, boys. right? Yeah, no one's doing hours anymore. Say, say Kevin's back in a year and no one's doing hours. It's just like, okay, we're not doing hours, we're just doing hours in the clubs. Kevin will take over social media with his recovery, with his, with his stand up, everything. He'll his rise again will be even crazier. So he's, he's gonna spend time with his family, mm. but I think he's gonna rebrand himself again, again, again. Yeah, man. I really do. He's the guy's unstoppable. But even The Rock, like, to have tied yourself to The Rock is, it's insane. It's like The Rock on his Instagram the other day. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got this little doll. I'm going to go see my son, Kevin Hart. It's like, I got to go visit my son. It's like, oh, man. Everyone, like, and I think about TikTok, what we're doing with the podcasting and shit and comedy. It's like, think of all the eyes and ears that just heard that. It's incredible. That he's going to yeah, see like Kevin Hart? 62 million people fucking follow the the rock. So if 2 million people see that story or like that that thing, it's like 2 million people watched you say that. Like that's why businesses lose their mind about social media. That's why Gary Vee is like, 
like right rambling in new york the about, value in you know. the following yeah man that's why sure. tiktok man that's why we're on the tech the tech talk but as it comes at a big price bro it's like i want to do a <clears throat> i'm starting a show in london soon and uh i wanted the first show to go off with a bang right yep. just m- have everyone be like jesus this is amazing so i, I got mike reader <laughs> to headline this right amazing comic so i was telling my buddy about it and he goes how many Instagram followers does he have? Like he's trying to judge how good his act is based on the follower count. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's like not the road you want to go down. You know? Like, no. <clears throat> and you're Instagram's in for a changing. shitty time. And Instagram's changing too. That's why, man, there's actually some YouTubers getting like club work. Like they know, the club knows they can sell them out. And, and they let's just clarify show something. up. They just kind of like do, what's his name from Entourage? And let's clarify something. Mike Reed is one of the best in the country. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, He's the best. But he, he may not have, like, Nima's got more followers than him. And obviously, Nima's hilarious and everything. Like, yeah, Nima's a killing it with Instagram. But it's like saying, like, Mike Reed is like a, a 10-year-plus pro. He's a killer. You know, he's, he's been stacking credits up for years now. And he's just, he's one of my favorite acts, right? So but there I, is weight. And that's a tough man. Like, unfortunately, we are, it's like when you open a restaurant, you can, you're like, oh, we're going to have this on the menu, this on the menu. If nobody buys it, it comes off. So it's like, fuck, there's a, there's a certain threshold for people, what they need in terms of buying your status. Like he's a dope con. You watch Mike Rita do an hour. You're like, holy shit. That felt like 25 minutes. I was laughing so much. This was so much fun. Uh, I love that dude. Like, I feel like I know him. Uh, and you, then you're like, where do I find you? Where, where are you plugged into? Like, that's why the podcast, the the TikTok, everything. It's like, what you know, doing it's little windows into your life. You doing know I mean? comedy all the time is great for you, amazing for you. But I, we have all watched people fly past us, just because they got smart and were like, "Hey, recorded me." It's like I'm making apple pie. I love to make this pumpkin pie. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, oh my god, I want to make that pie. It's a fine line, man. You don't know. It's like, let's say you focus your efforts a little bit into something different and you get a following and you start getting opportunities to work because of that following. Yes. Let's say the time, the stage time you invested or you uh, sacrificed to getting that would have made you a better comic. But now you have the work to eat, even though you're not as good as you would have been had you been grinding, you have the work to eat. So you can get good. You can get as good though. You just take you longer, you, but you can get as good if you're committed to it. You can. Like, it's like I'm saying, there's like no answer the, here. It's, yeah, it's like you choose. You got to choose. It's like an equalizer with audio. You know, all those little bars that got to go up and down. You know, you got like yeah. all your little hertz and all your little sections you know what, up and down. You know what I see happens a lot though. There's these guys like Nima's a great example. In the beginning, did a ton of shows like uh, Natasha. Yeah, yeah, when I first moved out, did there, a yeah. ton of shows. Yeah, and then they're like, wait a second. I work better like this. And then they started smashing and it's like, Oh, you work to figure out how you work. Basically, you know, you work to figure out how you work, how you got to work. Like if you're going to work every day, you're laying fucking whatever stone or whatever. You're like, I can't do this every day like this. My back hurts. So you got to figure out a way that works because you're coming back. But at the same time, I'm deeply satisfied by doing comedy every night. That's oh, the it's the best. So it's like I'm, a, I'm addicted to comedy on a nightly yes. basis. Like if I don't do comedy, I almost feel like I, I always have, I have a guilty feeling as if I'm cheating on something. Something went wrong, yeah. Or if I'm on a date one night, I'm in a movie or something like that, 
I've got this looming guilt. Yeah, you did something wrong. That, I, like I'm, I'm with, with a you. mistress right now or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, I should have. I should be doing a set right After now. your show last night, I uh, I went and watched a movie. What movie? Uh, Maleficent 2. The fuck is that? Angelina Jolie is uh, she basically like a dark elf, essentially. Like a gorgeous dark elf where she's like, she's got these beautiful black wings and she... She's mean, but she's nice. And, and there's this like one uh, king and queen and the queen tries to uh, pay, like make her seem evil. Okay. And in, there's a first movie. This is a second movie. Long story short, I saw the movie. Sounds terrible if I'm being honest. Going to be honest with you, I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. I'm happy to hear that. She's bad. You didn't like my broccoli either. Okay. Yeah. I'm just telling you. So I was with my friend, Anna, and I was like... I made the decision to go to the movies. I was like, I've, I hosted this show. After you did two hours at a show. Two hours. That's, I'm deeply satisfied. And that. I was like, yeah, but I push it all the time. I'll be like, yeah, you know what? I'll go this, I'll go that. Like before my show on Thursdays, I go do a set or something like that. And I think the show's done on Thursdays, by the way. Which show? Oh, why? Ah, it's just for to get out there an hour all the time. Yeah. To go to a toko. It's like in the wintertime. What am I doing? And there's so many good shows even to just watch on, on Thursdays. It's like... Thursday doesn't have that much going on, though, does it? Not in the city, but might be worth it to uh, get a Thursday show. Mm, bro, the last time... I think Raph and I are going to do a Friday show. show. City. Good. Yeah, we need some good Fridays, more good Friday, Saturday shows. That are not like... That are not club-based. Yeah, they're not... Obviously not club-based, so there's some work outside the clubs. For us, lowly level, we get some weekend options outside of clubs. You know, it's so interesting to me, wow. and I I love this. I think it's so funny. You can be the lowest of the low level burlesque. You're making money. You can make twenty bucks, fifty bucks, easy doing burlesque, basic. Yeah, but there's a costume. There's you know how many times people thing. throw this idea at me? They're go they're going like, "Hey, uh, why don't you work at a gay gay bar a couple nights a week?" It's like, "Hey, why don't I fucking just not do that?" You know? Oh, they're saying you'd make more tips at the gay bar? Well, they're just like, yeah, yeah, you're fucking gay hot. You're like, you're hot for gays. Gays are hot for you. It's yeah. like, well, you know, fucking, I don't want to just be up late <laughs> doing that all the time. Getting, hey, People you're so hot. It. Here's my money. People like, just think of the money. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Here's the thing. I'm, I want money, but I want money the way I want my money. Bro, I'm just trying to get good at my craft, and the money comes. The money always comes. You know? This is the craft, too. That's what's so cool about podcasting. And I was listening to that podcast you told me about, the Skeptic Tank with the... Uh, with the Brian Redband. Brian Redband. He's like Gorilla Radio. And I was yeah. just like, That's fuck what yeah, this is. it is, man. Wow. Fuck yeah, it is, Gorilla Radio. We should exactly be able to totally is. just load this shit up and do whatever we want. That's what we're doing. It's beautiful. It's just up there in the cloud. It's crazy. Random man. motherfuckers in Australia are like fucking Sri Lanka. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> Watch it for three minutes and then close it. I love how many <laughs> you know times I, mean? like, I never, uh, I love how many times Sri Lankan comes up having lived in this city. When I was back home in Sault Ste. Marie, I never knew it. I you couldn't even, uh, I couldn't even tell you what there where that was. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka? Still, I, I couldn't either. I, You're right. I still don't think I can. I think it's India pretty much. I feel like it's India. Actually, you know a lot of Sri Lankan people. Yeah, it's like Bangladesh and India. Are they Sri cooks? Lanka, all, like, Are, is the that Sri like Lankan dude you know cooks? Industry thing? Yeah. No. I know some Sri Lankans in my engineering class. Yeah? So I, I mean, yeah. Course, I'm yeah. just saying. There's a lot of Sri Lankan the other cooks. Ones. Yeah. Sri Lankans. Yo, you know what? 
Yeah, they are cooks. Yo, yeah, I know a couple Sri Lankans Fucking are cooks. right you do, man. Yeah. There's a lot of Sri Lankan cooks. Huh. Maybe they got a big like cuisine-based culture. Dude, do you know how many times I've heard this line? Yeah, it's an Italian restaurant, but it's a bunch of Sri Lankans in the back. <laughs> I've heard that a hundred times. Pick and choose whatever restaurant you it is. You pick one of them on Bay. It's a sushi spot, but Sri Lankans run it. No, I don't know about the sushi. Sushi Sri Lanka. I love how we draw the line there. They can, they can make anything, but I'm telling it you, has skills? to be an Asian person. Knife skills? We don't give a fuck if they're Korean or Chinese. Obviously, ideally, we'd want them to be Japanese if it's sushi. But we will accept a Korean or Chinese, right? That's yeah. just the way it goes. Maybe even a Cambodian, but fuck it. You know what I mean? Live, right? But no, not a Sri Lanka person. Okay, but you've you never better walked, not be dark. You've never walked into a sushi place and gone, oh my God, look at that brown guy with that fucking salmon. I've never seen it. It's not exactly. acceptable. Exactly. No, but if you did see it, you'd be like, I'm not going to eat here. This is unacceptable. <laughs> I'm, You know? I'm not here for fucking well, tikka masala, bro. You dip, you know? Nothing against... If I saw a Chinese person making biryani for me, I'd be like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah. But okay. you know what, I'm though? I'm out. And I would say that out loud, too. Can I I'm out. This? Can I say this? Yeah. If you saw a Chinese person making anything, yeah. they'd probably do a damn good job. Oh, without a doubt. I'm only saying that for like the purpose of saying it right now because i got a <laughs> microphone ahead of me. Yeah. For sure, I'd be like, eh, whatever. It's 8.50. Reverse, though? Yeah. I Not so much. With the uh, Shrankins? Yeah, or anything. Like, I'm not... Okay, for example, an Italian guy... Yeah, know about wine maybe a little bit. I'm Italian. I don't know about... Like, I know. Okay. Okay. Italian guy, know about wine. Know about Italian cars. Know about fashion or whatever the fuck Italians do over there. It's like, I don't expect him to know more than that. A Chinese guy, teach that guy anything. I don't know about that, though. What about William Hung? Remember him? She bang, she bang. Oh, lady, when she moved, she moved. Who's that? Remember William Chung or William? Uh, no, it's actually William Chung is a friend of mine. Oh, is that uh, an Enrique Iglesias song? Oh, no, man, remember that guy from American so Idol a long time ago? What song? Oh, she bang, she bang. He was like Nash. He was a national like star for like a couple of months because he was. He and you're telling me he fell off American Idol audition. And he fell off. Oh, that guy. William Hung or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm telling you though, you get him in the mountains and you train him. Oh yeah, Nepal for sure. He's I'd trust him to. Uh, chaperone me up a mountain. Not a, is that the word chaperone? I don't know. Sherpa, <laughs> chaperone. Yeah, Sherpa. I need a cha- I need a mountain chaperone. Sherpas or chaperone. 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 I need a chaperone. Chaperone. That's what they are, though. Sherpas or chaperones. Essentially, they're just uh, knowledgeable sh- uh, chaperones. Sh- chaperone sounds like a delicious cookie. You're right. Chaperone. Or like a good treat. Chaperone. Treat for sure. A chaperone. Do you have any chaperones? Oh, we just chaperone? ran out. I'm sorry. Uh, Ooh. Like, Ooh. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's got like a soft cookie on top with a cream in the side, in the insides. <laughs> Wait, is it on the side or inside? Both. My God, that sounds decadent. I get, you know what I found? I found my new addiction is uh, like other than the gym. Chaperones and milk. Chaperones and milk. Content. Content? You get addicted That's to doing content, <laughs> man. You're like, oh, yeah, I got to edit this thing. I got to make this little. Because you edit content. all the Content. And then right now, when you watch that in the video, it's going to do a zoom in on you and a star around uh, it. Content. I don't have the guy there. I need the guy with the. Uh... I was thinking about you today. I was making my thumbnail. I was like, oh, I don't want to use a boss's colors. Don't use a boss's colors. Don't fuck with my colors, bro. You green have green. and yellow. I called it. Yo, I called it, man. What the fuck? Look at how sick. Look at how sick. Don't be Don't sorry. Don't be sorry. App five. 
What so I like, happy. What I like about that thumbnail is there's a lot of room to grow. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, man. No, 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 no. It's good, bro. I wasn't making my thumbnails my own until like episode 12. Oh, well, I did the first four by myself. I was first just screenshot. I was doing screenshotting and then bringing it into paint and writing over in text and doing sketchy stuff. And thank God I learned Photoshop, bro. I, uh, I did the first four episodes by myself. Yeah. Do you use Photoshop? I did. No, no. I just... I got an old, old version of it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not comfortable with this. Dude, I would suggest just get it. It's 30 minutes. You'll understand the basics. Get Photoshop, bro. Because there's, <sighs> there's no, there's so many other things that I use that are like much lower versions of that, that are like bare bones. So I'm like, I don't need to learn Photoshop. I'll just learn this. Can I tell you my plan? Go for it. I want to get a nice editing computer because okay. this doesn't. Oh, I'm in the same page. I have a MacBook Air. It's the worst. It's not the worst for honestly for what this thing is. It's great. Like it gets the job done. Does in your a lot shit of ways. render hours and hours? And well, you gotta do it overnight. Not rendering because I'm not doing crazy stuff anymore. Right now, all I'm doing is uploading the video as it is. Yeah. With this audio. Yeah. And then the audio goes immediately to uh like soundcloud so the episode pretty much goes up as soon as it's recorded almost yeah yeah i get that until i figure out a way to schedulize it and make it whole thing right but realistically what's happening is it's just taking too long and i know that once i have a lot of videos i'm gonna want to mess with them and this computer just doesn't do it without a doubt dude so i'm gonna get an adobe i think i'm just gonna buy the adobe shit because it's worth it yeah, apparently it's a mu- it's based on a monthly subscription. Max was telling me it is. Yeah, it's like you can't, forty a you, month or something like yeah, that, you, and you get the whole suite. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. And I'm actually I also want the same thing a tower. If we get, can and split do it, legit, it, we should do it. Yeah, because I think you could probably get a license that has multiple user allowability. Must man. And oh, we, you got. We should do it because why? Why I use a hacked version of uh, I use an I use a legal version of Final Cut Pro. So yeah, it's like I do too. I can Everything tell that I there's have. the little things that are wrong with it. There's little buttons that I don't have and shit. Like when you try to add codecs or fonts or shit like it's that, weird. It's weird. Yeah, start fucking up when you yeah. try to add little things. Yeah, they're like this version is not confirmed. You're yeah. like, oh, just forget, forget about the whole thing. Yeah, forget. You know? Oh, forget. It. I don't even want that. Or font. like I'll delete one thing and the whole project's gone. I'm like, what? This and there's not, and you can't call anybody for customer. Yeah, with the suite, and if you paid for the subscription. This customer service, you can call a number and be like, yo, my premiere is exporting and it's fucked up. One of the major advantages to this, the cloud. the cloud. Everything is backed up to the cloud. So if you're doing work on your Adobe, you go to your MacBook and you can do a little bit of your editing on there because it's a registered computer. It's all in the cloud. So if you I feel like that would be so slow because then now your limiting factor is the internet. I'm just saying there's options. I just because I would trying to get excited here. Like doing local any sort of work locally is always the best case scenario because everything's so fast. And you like how you use the word locally. Locally, land. We're going land. This guy knows. This guy knows lands. Yeah. You think I don't know about that shit? I didn't think he didn't know, but I'm just saying. Baby, how long do you go on this thing, huh? Oh, uh, this podcast? Yeah. Well, however long you want. You want to end her? You yeah, end I actually got to make moves, bro. Where do you got to go? I got to update this last uh, poster. I'm posting for my Monday show. Sorry, for my London show. Mm-hmm. I'm just finalizing the poster for it, and I'm going to announce it. Nice. I just got to wrap it up, and then I got Van Dad's show at 830. Amazing. Yeah, bro. It's a game. Thank you uh, for coming out. 
this is great. We're going to do more of these. This is fun. And uh, Hey, I am sorry. I just want to say that. I am like, sorry. comment, and subscribe. Don't be sorry. That's the best part. Oh, That's okay. the best part of the I appreciate you, man. podcast. I appreciate it. Like, comment, subscribe, whatever it takes. Uh, we need you. And check out the Immigrant Section podcast. My Immigrant podcast section. comes out every Tuesdays. It's on all the platforms, YouTube. Uh, it's on everywhere. Just check out the Immigrant Section with Abbas Wahab. And uh, Paul Chico's on, what, like episode four or one of the first people? I did on. one of the early ones. Yeah, it's exciting. You can check it out. Okay. Thank you. Woo! Peace.